Welcome to Scooby Shack Radio, episode 79, recorded Monday, February 28th, 2022. Scooby Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Hello again, everyone, and I want to thank you for tuning in to Scuba Shack Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Centropino. It's time to close out February 2022. We have had a bit of strange weather up here in Connecticut. We've bounced around from some very warm weather to some rather frigid conditions. I believe most of the country has experienced this same sort of crazy weather pattern. One thing we do know, however, is that we're going to get back out there diving very soon. Now, we've had a couple of pool sessions over the past two months, but in a couple of weeks, we're going to spring ahead with the time change and do our first open water dives up in Rhode Island on March 13th hoping that the wind doesn't come out of the south and we'll get some late winter diving in the books. Now, our group left for Cozumel over the weekend. There were quite a few travel issues given the storm that hit us on Friday. Some folks didn't get there until today. Always a challenge with the weather, especially in the winter. They're going to be staying and diving at Blue Angel, and they'll be down there for Carnival 2022. That should be interesting, and looking forward to hearing all about that. On today's show, I will be doing a segment on Edward Ellsberg, known as Commander Ellsberg. He was not only an exceptional expert in underwater salvage, he was also a prolific author. He has an interesting story, so stay tuned. But first up here on Scuba Shack Radio is our news and information segment, Wet Notes. So let's get started. This is Wet Notes here on Scooby Shack Radio for Monday, February 28th, 2022. I want to start off today with a bit of good news when it comes to protecting sharks. Earlier this year, the state of Hawaii made it illegal to shark fish in Hawaiian waters. This means that anyone who knowingly captures, entangles, or kills any species of shark will be subject to fines and forfeits. Now, this ban doesn't apply to people who have special permits issued by the Department of Land and Natural Resources, and also there are exceptions for Native Hawaiian cultural protocols. These exceptions for permits and protocols do not apply to any of the species listed on the endangered or threatened list. Now, the fines for the first offense is $500. For a second offense, it goes to $2,000. And for a third strike, the fine is 10000 In addition to the fines, you risk seizure and forfeiture of your equipment and the captured shark. One more step in protecting apex predators. Here's a bit of discouraging news, however. 
Ongoing research by the Maldives Ministry of Environment indicates that there might be a possible extinction of sea turtles from the Maldives. The Maldives research is part of their efforts to put together the International Union for Conservation of Nature, or IUNC Red List, for the Maldives. Now, I've talked about the IUNC Red List on the show in the past. The Maldives research focuses on sea turtle, mangroves, and corals. The sea turtle research is complete, and there is an alarming rate of extinction being observed across most of the visited atolls. I guess they only observed 1,170 sightings during their research. I'm not exactly sure how that compares, but the researchers were quite concerned. The causes are no surprise. Overfishing, destruction of reefs and corals, contamination, and illegal poaching. I saw this short video online about an effort by some technical divers to remove old fishing gear entangled on World War II wrecks. The group leading the effort is an organization called Ghost Divers. Ghost Divers is a charity made up of technical divers whose purpose is to do these dives and get rid of the abandoned fishing gear from deep wrecks. They were originally called Ghost Fishing Foundation. So Ghost Divers teamed up with Healthy Seas to clean the gear off the HMS Persis, a British submarine that was sunk in 1941. The wreck is in about 164 feet of water in Greece's Ionia Sea. The six ghost diver volunteers conducted three dives over five days and removed approximately 1,100 pounds of fishing gear from the wreck. The debris is set to be recycled. Perhaps your next carpet, socks, or swimwear will have come from ghost divers and the HMS Persis. Later this year, Monty is planning to lead a group down to North Carolina to do some of the awesome wrecks off the coast. And when I say off the coast, these wrecks are out there a bit. Being so far offshore comes with some additional risks and added safety measures. One of those measures is carrying a marine GPS in the event of an issue. That's where the Nautilus lifeline comes in. Now, I've carried around the original lifeline with the talk radio since it first came out. They no longer make the radio version, so I called up Nautilus and talked to one of their engineers to find out why there isn't a radio version where you can talk to the boat directly. He told me that there were FCC rule changes and it would have been extremely difficult for them to re-engineer to stay in compliance. So the latest version is the Marine Rescue GPS. It doesn't have a radio. He told me that it would be quite a while before they would reintroduce a radio talk version. My plan is to upgrade to the latest version. Just another added safety precaution and peace of mind. Last time on Wet Notes, I told you about the new fin from 4th Element, the wreck fin. But wait, there's more. 4th Element is also introducing another fin this year, the tech fin. The tech fins are very cool, at least from the pictures and the descriptions. They are made of natural rubber and are of a classic vented design, but with some updates for maximum performance. The rubber has a unique density gradient that allows for both comfort as well as providing the stiffness you need for finning. 
The tech fins are also slightly negatively buoyant and feature a stainless steel spring strap with a rubber, rubber heel strap. According to their catalog, there are four sizes, medium, large, extra large, and double XL, and will fit U.S. shoe sizes from 5 through 15. There will be two color options, black and aqua. We are hoping to get a hand, our hands on a pair of these real soon. I'll give you an update when we've had a chance to check them out. They look really promising. And finally today, I want to tell you about another program being offered by the History of Diving Museum. I've talked about the museum several times here on the podcast. We even had a trip planned to visit the History of Diving Museum right before the COVID lockdown hit us. I'm still trying to make it down there. But you can still interact with the museum through a series of virtual sessions that they are calling Immerse Yourself. They run these sessions once a month on the third Wednesday of each month. And the next Immerse Yourself presentation is March 16, 2022 at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. This presentation is titled Sea Monsters on Medieval and Renaissance Maps. The talk is being given by Chet Van Duzer from the University of Rochester's Lazarus Project. Immerse Yourself is free. Just go to the History of Diving Museum events calendar and register for the Zoom meeting. The April 20th talk looks pretty cool, too. It's called Piracy in Key West. Take a look at all the very interesting topics coming down. Great job from the History of Diving Museum. Well, that's it for Wet Notes here on Scuba Shack Radio for Monday, February 28th, 2022. Way back in 2019, on episode 18 of Scuba Shack Radio, I reviewed the book by Commander Edward Ellsberg titled On the Bottom. That was in November 2019. The book chronicled the work that Commander Ellsberg led in the recovery of the submarine that sank off of Block Island in 1925. The story was an amazing endeavor. So I thought today I would follow up on that story with a little bit more information on Edward Ellsberg, also known as the Salvage Man, according to author John D. Alden. And I'll talk a little bit about his career as an author of quite a few books. Edward Ellsberg was born on November 21, 1891 in New Haven, Connecticut. He then attended the United States Naval Academy and graduated with the class of 1914. Ellsberg was one of the top graduates in the class, but like all newly graduated ensigns, he had to serve an initial two years as a line officer and that duty was on board the battleship USS Texas. After finishing up this tour, Ellsberg wanted to move to the Construction Corps of the Navy. This is a staff corps that is responsible for the design, construction, and repair of Navy ships. In those days, officers who were assigned to the Construction Corps were sent to the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, or MIT, to study how to properly design Navy warships. That was in 1916, and during his course of study, we entered into World War I, and Ellsberg was reassigned to the New York Navy Yard, working on converting ocean liners into troop transports. 
After the war, he returned to his studies at MIT, obtained his master's degree, and was stationed at the Boston Navy Yard and started to design various innovative methods for work at the shipyard. From there, he went back to the New York Navy Yard in 1924. Ellsberg continued his hard work and innovation. It was then in 1925 that the submarine S-51 collided with the city of Rome, 15 miles east of Block Island, and it sank in 132 feet of water. The job of raising the S-51 was thrust on then-Lieutenant Commander Edward Ellsberg. His life as Mr. Salvage had begun. It would take a grueling nine months to complete the salvage efforts. By 1926, Ellsberg decided that the pace of advancement in the Navy was too slow, so he left active duty and became a chief engineer at Tidewater Oil Company. It was during this time working at Tidewater that Ellsberg started to write. His first book was On the Bottom, and it published in 1928. After that first book, he branched out into fiction with several, including 30 Fathoms Deep in 1930, Pig Boats in 1931, and S-54 in 1932. 30 Fathoms Deep was a fictional story about salvaging gold from the Santa Cruz, a ship that was sunk in a battle 350 years before. Pig Boats is about submarine warfare in World War I and was actually made into a movie in 1933 starring Robert Montgomery, Robert Young, and Jimmy Durante and Madge Evans. Guess I'm going to have to try to find that movie. By 1935, Edward Ellsberg quit his job at Tidewater Oil and decided to write full-time and also go on the lecture circuit. He took his writing in a different direction at that time and started a trilogy of juvenile books starting with Ocean Gold, and in the subsequent years before World War II, he finished his second and third book titled Spanish Ingots, also known as Submarine Treasures, and Treasure Below. Also, before World War II started, Ellsberg wrote more fiction. This time he wrote a book called Hell on Ice. The book is a fictional account of the Jeanette expedition to the North Pole that started in 1879 and ended tragically two years later. Hell on Ice was adapted to a 1938 episode of Orson Welles' The Mercury Theater on the Air. Just prior to the start of the war, in 1941, he published Captain Paul, a fictional account of John Paul Jones. So you can see he was quite a renowned author at the time. On December 8, 1941, the day after the attack on Pearl Harbor, Ellsberg rejoined the Navy, still as a lieutenant commander. His first assignment was to a port on the Red Sea, Masawa, Eritrea. His task was to clear the harbor of a large dry dock and several ships so that, they were, that were scuttled in the harbor to block its entrance. His work was done with such speed and against all the odds that he was immediately promoted to captain. So I'm not really sure how he simply became known as Commander Ellsberg. His work so impressed General Eisenhower that he tapped Captain Ellsberg to be the chief salvage officer for the Western Mediterranean, and that was with much success. By February 1943, he was exhausted and reassigned back to the U.S. His work was gaining notoriety across the U.S. Armed Forces as well as the British Admiralty. 
By 1944, he was needed for the D-Day invasion and was instrumental in establishing the artificial harbor at Omaha Beach. He returned to the U.S. in late 1944, and by 1945, he returned to civilian life. Some biographies I've read said he retired from the U.S. Navy as a rear admiral in 1951. After returning to civilian life, his writing continued. He started a trilogy on his World War II endeavors with a book titled Under the Red Sea Sun in 1946 about his work in Masawa. Then, in 1949, he published No Banners, No Bugles, detailing his work in the Western Mediterranean. And finally, his last book about his prolific career in World War II is The Far Shore, released in 1960, and it's his story of the D-Day invasion. Now, I did some poking around, and there's a digital release of the trilogy now available. Looks like I'm going to have to add that to my reading list. Now, here's an interesting tidbit from his obituary. He was living in Maine, and right after the Andrea Doria sank, a company hired him to develop plans to raise the Andrea Doria. The job lasted one day. As Ellsberg said, it would be impossible. After his wife Lucy died in 1978, he gave up his home in Maine, and it looks like he might have moved to PA with his grandson, Edward Ted Pollard. Rear Admiral Edward Ellsberg died on February 24, 1983. His grandson, Ted, has developed a pretty comprehensive website, edwardellsberg.com. There is a ton of information out there and can keep you busy for hours. So that's a little more history related to diving and salvage. Forever known as Commander Ellsberg, Salvage Man. Well, that wraps up episode 79 of Scooby Shack Radio, and we also wrap up February 2022. I hope you enjoyed my short bio of Commander Edward Ellsberg. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and appreciate your continued support. I'll be back again in a couple of weeks with more Scooby Shack Radio. Until then, take care, everyone. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Talk to you next time.